Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining. My name is Asael. I'm Gali. And we run Own Your Shit. And we are very happy to have our very special guest, Mary Jo Berry, which I will introduce in a moment. We run our center. We trying to, uh, we work, what's the name of the Facebook group? No, it's on my wall. It's on Asael Romanelli. Asael Romanelli on Facebook. Um, we'll also be sharing this recording with everyone registered, and it's also going to go on YouTube. Um, we'll just say that we offer couples therapy, and we, we're trying to change the world one couple at a time. And since the war broke out, we've opened a, rela front. a relational home front where we offer free webinars and trainings because we really believe that right now couples are in the home front are the future of this country, and we want to give practical tools for couples. That's what we do on the day-to-day. -day. And we've started this line of English webinars because um, we – believe that we need help and uh, we reached out to therapists that we adore and appreciate and enjoy and look up to and it is my honor and i'm so thrilled and excited to have mary Jo barrett come straight from chicago i, I want to introduce her briefly and then i want to introduce her for my personal story so mary Jo barrett is the executive director and co-founder of the center for contextual change she's currently on the faculties of the university of chicago at the Chicago Center for Family Health and the Family Institute of Northwestern. She has co-authored two books with Dr. Terry Trepper, Incest, Multiple System Perspective, and The Systemic Treatment of Incest. And she also co-authored an amazing book, a seminal group book called Treating Complex Trauma, which we'll put the links in the YouTube channel. She's also, she co-created a collaborative stage model, a highly successful contextual model of therapy used to transform the lives of those impacted by abuse and or traumatic events. She provides consultation, workshop courses, and other training opportunities nationally and internationally. And I want to say on a personal level, I met Mary Jo Barrett 15 years ago when she came to do a training in Israel. And she was just amazing, accessible, wise, knowledgeable. And I have been reading her books and teaching her Torah for years. And when the war broke out, it took me a couple months to grab my head. But the second I contacted you, you were so positive, enthusiastic, and I, I'm so, so grateful. I want to thank you. Well, thank you for the invitation because so many of us, whether it's in the U.S. or, or not in Gaza or Palestine or Gaza or Israel, feel pretty powerless. And uh, this is a way, this is a way right now to help me get into an engaged mind state. And I think, I mean, there's so many things we could talk about, but I, I think for me, the survival mind state or what we call trauma mind and engaged mind state is something we talk about and use every single day. And I thought, let's just jump into it and um, tell us a little bit about that. The, the thing I like the most about what you said is use it every single day. Yeah. Because that's, uh, this, first of all, Thank you so much for inviting me. I have always had a very uh, warm place in my heart for you. I think it's because the first time I met you, I think I told you that yesterday, we were talking about comedy and improv, even though we were learning about sexual abuse and incest. And it's one of the, it's comedy and improv is one of the best ways to heal from trauma because laughter, absolutely, if you're laughing and you're smiling, you have to be an engaged mind state in order to laugh. You can't laugh in a trauma state. So 
laughter right there is a healing. And I think that's partly why I, you know, have such a warm place for you in my heart. And delete, it's, you know, guilt by association. Sorry. <laughs> Yay. So even though we're going to talk about really concrete tools and I'm going to hopefully demonstrate a few things with you, my, my thoughts about healing in relationships really is much more, uh, I would say a spiritual and emotional, how to access those parts of ourselves. It's through some techniques, but more from just a commitment to concepts. So the first concepts I just want to share, and and as I'm talking, you know, both you, both of you for the audience can talk about what gets stirred up or your thoughts as, as with each and every slide. Okay, um, so the first thing I want to talk about is when we're trying to heal. This concept is the way we heal within a relationship, whether it's in a couple or friendships or with kids, is how to access our knowledge and our connection. And to me, the the our gifts, the gifts that we are born with, are wise mind and open hearts. It's light that has closed our hearts and has closed our minds. So part of what the process of healing from trauma is, if we can have a good head and a good heart, we're not, we're unstopped. And it's when those, our minds and our hearts are closed that we're frozen. One way, which is how to move from a trauma mind state or a survival mind state into an engaged mind state is self-awareness and attunement. I'm going to read this because this quote I love so much that I can barely stand it. The range of what we think and do is limited by what we fail to notice. And because we fail to notice that we fail to notice, there's little we can do to change until we notice how failing to notice shapes our thoughts and do. So the primary skill to open our minds and open our hearts is to notice, to notice when they're shut, to notice when they're closed, to notice when they're off lines, whichever way you want to, to, to think about. And once we notice, then we can heal and change. So, what are we wanting to be aware of? We want to be aware of what's going on in our bodies. We want to be aware of what's what we're thinking or not thinking, shut down. We want to be aware of our feelings, and we want to be aware that in the moment we are in relationships, whatever those relationships are. And I want to be aware of others. What am I seeing? What am I hearing? What am I sensing? How is the person I am in relationship with in this moment? What are they reacting? So it's who am I? What is happening in, to me? And what am I observing in others? Now, 
um, a sidebar, I know some of the audience is our therapist and some are not therapists. My sidebar to therapist is when we're doing therapy, that's a lot to, to be aware of because you have to be aware of self. You have to be aware of other and the interaction between the, the two or five or six. And you have to be aware of your interaction. So that's a whole other talk show. Um, but that that is one of the major skills necessary for healing trauma as a profession. So another one of my watchwords that the uh, quotes that I follow is life is a repeated cycle of getting lost and then finding ourselves again. There are more many small cycles within a cycle where we get lost to a smaller degree. In a moment, we get lost, and then we can remember ourselves again. Sometimes we get lost on purpose, consciously or unconsciously, yet every time we get lost, it's an opportunity to learn something or experience something from a different perspective. So what I'm saying is, I'm talking about going into a trauma or survival mind state as I'm getting lost in the moment. And so getting lost in the moment is we can't, we can't prevent it. We can't avoid it. Uh, it just happens and it happens all the time. And it happens to a bigger degree, a deeper degree, a more frequent degree when we are living in the world that we're living in now. It's it's impossible to not go into trauma states. Whether it's being in Israel, being in the Middle East, being in the United States or wherever we are, in this moment, we are in a very traumatic state yes. in the world. Yeah. And so we're gonna get lost. We're going to get lost. We're going to go, who am I? Where am I? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? And then, and the minute we're aware that we're lost, if we take that moment to find ourselves, to look at that being lost as an opportunity to attempt to open our minds and our hearts. So how do we dig deep into our spirit in order to find our gifts? All right. So. We're going to do a little exercise right now, okay? Everybody could do this, but you, everybody, but you too can. Okay, so what I'd like you to do is just, if you feel comfortable, close your eyes. If not, just look down. And I'd like you to remember someone that had a very powerful, positive influence on you. Preferably, don't even try to think about your parents. So don't think about your parents, someone else that had a powerful, positive influence. And when you have that person, just shake your head. So I know you're happy. Now take a moment and what did you value about that person? What about that person did you value? And what do you know they valued about you? And how did you know they valued you? 
What did they say? What did they do? What did you feel? How did you know they valued? And when you're ready, come back. And uh, it's interesting. I just well, first of all, before how do you how do you feel right now? Besides that, you're both smiling, warm and fuzzy, feeling warm and fuzzy. What's that feel like for you, Galid? Just so cozy and home and safe and light. Okay, great. How about you? I feel uh, seen. Feel really seen and and appreciated and celebrated. I feel like like I feel very open. Well, wow. So, can you tell me a little bit about the person? What did you value about them? You can say who they were or not. I don't care. So for me, it was, it was so clear that I was going to be my Saba, who really was this very special person in my life from the time I was a baby. Um, and has been a huge influence on me. Um, and I valued his calm and he was very affectionate, my Saba, and he, he loved to learn. Um, and I don't know, it was something very, when, when it was the questions of what did I, I, I valued that in him. I valued this kind of, um, deep respect for learning and an encouragement of learning and curiosity. And then when I thought, well, what did he value with the questions about what did they value about me? All of a sudden I was kind of stumped because it was just that, like, he raised me. He, you know, he was the one when I was at six months old that would give me, like, a bottle. And he, and the joke was kind of growing up that he continued to feed me until I was, like, 12. And he would feed me and he would, like, also feed my best friend that would come over, you know. So, so then I was like, well, I don't, I, that kind of question kind of stumped me as to what he valued in me because, because I don't, I don't actually know. I just feel like. He just loved me. He valued he valued your existence. Yeah, it it was just like my friends. Yeah, um, and it's funny because we always joke that like this is an unpopular opinion, but we always joke that like we don't really believe in unconditional love, right? There's always some like there's always stuff, you know, you have to be kind or you have to, but this was kind of like all of a sudden that question really stripped it down for me. And like, he just, he just loved me. He just loved me. Just the presence of me, just, you know, um, and it was, it was so mutual. Like we could just sit holding hands or we could sit, just sit kind of like pedaling after a Shabbat meal kind of thing. Um, yeah. So Wow. Wow. I'll have more to say about that in a moment. So? I think for me, I, for some reason, Dr. Eisenberg, my first uh, boss, my first beautiful therapist supervisor, and he really raised me. And I think, uh, you know, he, he gave me a shot in the, in the therapy world. I was a social work student. He basically let me do my thing, improv and 
couples family therapy. And I think what he, it was really nice when you asked, what did he see in me? Cause I never actually thought about that. And I think he saw my hard work and my creativity and my vision. And he just, what he did is just give me space. That's what he gave me space and support. So it, the couple of things that I want to just point out, uh, and everybody, none of this was planned. I didn't pay them to say things to make uh, <laughs> a better workshop. Um, you both talked about knowledge and connection. Right. Right. And you talked, you both talked about that, how much the the other person just valued you, whether it was valued skills or valued concretes or just valued your heart, valued your mind, valued your heart. And it didn't take these unbelievable astronomic behaviors right. uh, to, to communicate that to you. Right. And the other piece that I want to point out is how for the moment you feel you feel grounded, you feel cozy, you feel you're smiling, your skin color is absolutely changing. I mean, you look and feel different. Now, go turn on the TV. Uh, <laughs> Okay. And so that's there. That's the moment, you know, it's, and so one of the suggestions I'm going to make is as a couple, when you are dysregulated, maybe it's right after you watch television, what else? The two things you bring your Saba and Dr. Eisenstein into the room, bring them to the room, introduce them to each other. Tell a story about them to each other. Talk about them, feel them, and then later on we're going to talk about how you can use some of these things that you're learning about yourself to talk to each other about what you need, okay? But the first piece I want is, and, and you can do this exercise with other people, but now... Your Saba and Dr. Eisenstein, Eisenstein, yeah? Eisenberg. Eisenberg, okay, whatever, <laughs> is, are your guides. They're your guides now to regulation and to engaged mind state. And don't forget it. <laughs> okay, so... One of the things you said is that um, uh, something about your vision. Yeah. Okay, in order in order to strive in this world that we're living in, in order to we we need to be able to somehow create a meaningful vision of the future. Wow, which isn't easy yeah. these days, Mary Jo. It's really, I know, not easy. Well, but we can do it. It's true. I mean, it's really hard, but we can do it. And and even if it's a moment, the meaningful vision of the future, you looking at your kids, you looking around with your peers that are in this with you, 
my colleagues that are in this with you, my communities that are in, we are the future. You more than me. I don't, you know, I don't know how much more I'm in the future, but in this moment, I'm in the future, right? I am the future. And the way to create this meaningful vision of the future is to connect, is to create connection and be the village to experience being empowered, whatever that means. How do I get empowered and how do we help each other be empowered? And how do we experience I'm valued? When people are listening to me right now, I feel empowered and I feel valued. And so partly my saying to you, I'm going to do this is about helping me create a meaningful vision of the future. You know, in my journal today, when I was thinking about this and I'm going to share a writing assignment with you later, I thought what I'm doing with you, I have to try to do every couple of days. I have to, whether it's continue all my work on the south side of Chicago, every I have to contribute. That's me, right? I have to share knowledge. That helps me create a meaningful vision of the future. And I have to provide hope. And that means I can, I, how do we, as a couple, help each other create an internal representation of a better world? So to you as a couple, talking about your children, talking about doing things, having those moments with your kids, if possible, right? That we have to. Now, I understand in a war, and and I'm not losing sight of any of this, in a war, people who are in the midst of the literal combat and the the literal physical threat of war. We that we have to stay in those folks have to stay in a survival state or they won't survive. Right. However, people who are trying to help, people who are trying to give, people who are trying to create meaningful visions of the future trying to help others heal, we have to be able to do this. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So a a trauma survival mind state is when we're experiencing unmanageable stress and we're in the freeze response. In that moment, we are unable to organize our experiences, make meaning of them in a way that's predictable, it's hard for our development and our growth. It's, it impairs our regulation, our ability to control our impulses, et cetera, et cetera. Now, if again, we're not suffering in the moment from acute PTSD, which is our, our lives are in this very moment endangered, we have to be able to recognize I am in these this state. That is the first piece. Okay. And we'll talk about how to recognize it later. What is happening? I don't know how many of you know concussion protocol, but if you are literally concussed, there is a protocol. Do you know? Do you two know the concussion protocol? Like at oh. for in rugby or American football or even, I mean, 
anytime you fall, you get concussed. The, the protocol is no screens, resting, breathing, eating very healthy if possible, getting appropriate kind of rest. That's a concussion protocol when you're physically concussed. I'm saying what we have to look at is we are experiencing emotional and spiritual concussions. Yes. Yes. We are having a life experience where our brain and our spirit is being bludgeoned with hard blood. Yes. 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 And these traumatic events and traumatic stresses induces adrenaline and cortisol. And adrenaline and cortisol wires the brain for fight, flight, freeze, and I've added an F, fix. So when we're in a trauma state, we often go into, what can I do right now? How can you do this? What can I do? And as a couple, that sort of demanding, controlling, fixing, when it comes from a trauma state is not only not helpful, it can be very hurtful. So if we don't recognize we are emotionally and spiritually concussed, we will stay in fight, flight, freeze, or fix. And so recognizing we're concussed means we have to follow a protocol to get ourselves out of that state. I'm also realizing that me and Galit had very different reactions with different concussion, concussion, trauma lines. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about that in a second. So what we have to also recognize what triggers our concussed mind states. What are the things inside of ourselves and outside of ourselves? So inside of ourselves can be something happens inside, like I can't breathe, and then I get escalated. Or something inside of myself where I realize I just didn't know, I didn't... uh I lost the last 10 minutes of time, or I have stomach issues, or I can't breathe, or I, you know, have diarrhea or feel like vomiting, or these are in internal states. And then when what's going on, and what I'm saying is what usually triggers it is you feel disconnected from yourself. Yes. You feel devalued, out of control, and powerless. And I would say for for many of us now, we go, we are in a constant state of feeling disconnected, devalued, powerless, and out of control. So I just wanna, and then I'm gonna stop and we'll do a little exercise in a minute but what i i think a lot of information is necessary so that i you can truly understand what your trauma survival mind state is yes these these in the biz and the therapy biz we might call these symptoms i don't call them symptoms i call them survival techniques and These are what people do, humans do. These are fight, flight, freeze 
and fits. It's what we do in order to avoid pain and memory. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they work until they don't. And most of the time they don't work in a couple. Okay. And I'm, I'll talk more in detail, but just take a second, the two of you and you don't have to share in front of the uh, world what you some of your uh, avoidance techniques are. But... I'm happy to share. Mary Jo, we're happy to share. Let's do it. Well, look at it. What what would you say some of your avoidance techniques are? I would say I definitely become hypervigilant. <clears throat> I would say... What's that look like for you when I... Just like very jumpy, very on end, very like, you know, hyper aware, <clears throat> but also like very irritable um, and maybe kind of a need for like control. Um, and I would say anger and aggressive behavior, like lashing out very um impatient yes and short and yeah yeah i think for me i would say definitely dissociated depressed um numb very cocooning i i three monkeys i don't see i don't hear i'm like complete like withdrawal numbing yeah but yeah that's dissociate dissociate yeah yeah okay so the good news about that is that you're aware, right? Yeah. I mean, that's great. You're aware. Yeah. What, what, and because you, you know, the greatest couple in the universe, but if you weren't the greatest couple in the universe, then partly what has to happen is, oh, I'm shutting down. So that to me means what do I do to get myself in an engaged mindset? How do I, what are my internal knowledge and skills and what are our relationship skills? Okay. So what we're trying to do is get ourselves into an engaged mind state, right? And that means to how can you get yourself in a place where you have access to incorporate your tools? Yes. So, you know, most I, I looked, I watched the two um, uh, workshops or whatever zooms before, and the and unbelievable skills and tools that you, people were demonstrating and talking about, and even I. Am. Before you can use your tools, you've got to get yourself into a state so you can access. It has to be a consciousness. Yeah. It yeah. has to be a commitment you know you have to commit at the end of this you know hopefully but this feels helpful people will say i am committed to this process i am committed to know myself so well that i know when i'm in a, a trauma survival state and know myself so well and trust my partner so that together we can get ourselves into a regulated state in order to use our tools. Okay. We have to be be aware of our 
our resources, which some of our resources already, we talked a little bit about with your resource person, but we'll continue to talk about it, okay? Yes. So, what I want to, one of the tech tools I want to give you is talking about three zones, red, yellow, and green, okay? And that arch that you see, that bell curve is what happens as we get escalated and then how to bring us back down, all right? So what we want, nobody can live, particularly now, but but in general, no one lives in the green zone, except maybe the Dalai Lama, maybe. And that's because the Dalai Lama can spend his day that's all that's what he does for a living is kick myself into the green zone. He doesn't have children, he doesn't do laundry, he doesn't cook for himself, he doesn't even drive for himself. He can stay out in nature. Then I could stay in the green zone too. <laughs> right? Yep. But but that's not what happens to us. What happens is we get triggered, activated and go into fights like, oh, I didn't put free, oh, freezes up there. Fight, flight, fawn, and fits. And that's the yellow zone. Right. And each of us have to recognize. So I'm going to take a second. What's each of yours fight, flight? You sort of said it already, but what's each of your fight, flight, fawn, and fix look like? Well, like which one is my go-to or in each one of those, it, what does it look like? Either way. Well, so my site is um, uncombative and I am impatient and I... Critical. Yeah, yeah I am critical. And we're tempered. Yeah. So okay, we might want to do each other. Yeah, let's do uh, each other. Oh, yeah. you can help each other. But wait a minute. Okay, good. So Galit, turn to him and tell him what you're aware of. And Asel, don't you help her unless she asks for more ideas. Okay. I'm aware that when I get triggered and I'm yellow, um, I snap a lot and I lose it quickly. And I am very critical and I'm very short. Um, and is there anything else? Is there anything I forgot? Or is that the gist of it? I mean, it's the gist of it. Right. You sure? If she asked, you can take this moment. I, I think, I yeah, I just think you're impatient, critical. There's only one way to do things. Very like my way or the highway. And very like to a hundred, like yeah. extreme. Extreme and yeah. And also contempt, like contempt. Yeah. 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 Okay. And what about you? I think for me what I'm aware of is I, I'll go very, very numb. I'll I'll be very passive. And I think I just kind of shut down into myself and go I just I'm just into I'm in work. I'm like I'm not present. I'm not proactive. I'm not engaging in conversation. And I just kind of want to go back to work where I feel I have a meaning in it. Or any form of doing. Any form of doing, yeah. 
So, so, so let me just ask. So in fact, if you look at the chart, you go to red. I think I'll go to fix, which means I need to do something, but not engaging with my family. It won't be with Galita or the kids. It'll be like. Helgardo logistics. I mean, not that this matters, but now I'm just being curious. Now I'm doing a little, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wonder if you go, which is good, you go to red. And then one of the ways you bring yourself to yellow is to go down to fix. Well, I know one of the reasons I shut, I I, I don't watch, and I, I'm off all social media. Is I, if I see too many posts or too, like one too many headlines, I go straight to hopelessness. And I just feel the spirit. I, I just, I can't, I can't. So you're right. It's like, I don't touch it. I'm like, I can't do it. And I have to run. And then you also go to like the extreme. Yeah. Like when you do consume, you consume like the extreme. The worst news. Yeah. 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 So, so the reason not again, that it, you know, is it really important to be able to go, I'm in the yellow, I'm in the red, but I, I want to want the reason I want to, to, emphasize it is that when we're in the red we are really really not in relationship yes right what this what this work or what this time together is about is how to use relationships as healing and you really when you're in the red you cannot access your relationship as a real so I, I actually think, Mary Jo, that that's really helpful for me because I feel like I feel like you're onto something with that. I think you do go to the red and then come down through the through the yellow because you do kind of just like there's there's no one to talk to. Yeah, I'm not I'm not present at all. And and let me let me be sure that you're not hearing yellow is Galit's better because well you know that she's in. Uh. <laughs> You know, she's, I've done so much work on myself. So. Just, if you look at the arch to get back to the relationship and the connection, it is further when you're in the red. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, that just makes brain sense, right? That just brain makes sense. brain sense that it's further when you're in the red to get back and you have to go through the yellow. So you're fighting. But you're there. You're there. You're fighting. Oh There's- yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm definitely there. Yeah. And and that that is just your you are in relationship, and that you are the yellow is closer to getting to being curious, being grounded. Yeah. Being breathing. It's one of the things that we're going to talk about in a minute in terms of you as a couple is. How how can you help each other come back through the arch into the green? And know that we only can be in the green often and again in this time and in what's happening for moments. And then we're gonna go. And then we're gonna come back. And then we're gonna go. And then we're gonna come back. And that is what's happening when we're living in a traumatic world. Well, I think even just even just that, even just recognizing that SAA kind of tends straight to go to red, where I stay in yellow, for for is really helpful because I feel like when there isn't in when I then don't get engagement, then 
I feel so lonely and so, so, you know, like isolated and then overwhelmed that, that I go to kind of like this hopelessness. That's interesting. I mean, what's interesting is that when you feel lonely and that's the interesting piece, because look, you know, in some ways, what you're saying, Galit, is you're in yellow and what, and when you're not connected, you end up in red. Yeah. 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 And that's how a relationship works is that you end up matching him. You know, it's like one of the things I say to parents all the time, don't match your kid's emotional state. If they're, if they're having fits, don't start yelling. So what happens is as couples, we often match our, our partner's emotional state. And that's not what we want to do. What we want to be able to do is have manage our own and have our partner be able to match our green state. Mm. Okay. You don't want to match yellow and red states. You want to match green. This is the victim survivor cycle. Okay. So let's say based on the world today, we are spending most of all of our times in yellow. Right? No. Yeah. Now, if you see this, this interactional cycle, half, so the one, let's say, yellow and kind of orange, red, that that side, just for random sake, that's you, Galit. Okay? Uh-huh. And the other side, a little orange and red, is you. Okay? Because you tend to get to red. All right? So I didn't know this ahead of time. This is it. Hey, wow. No, I didn't. You're you're not you're not as original as you might think you are. <laughs> so, all right. So, Blake, you you what are your vulnerabilities? What do you know triggers you? When I feel like not, I'm not just about not from, just from him, could be anything. What gets you in your yellow when I don't feel seen or heard? When I feel completely dismissed. Okay. So that could be the kids. I always a hundred percent of the kids. Okay. And 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 what you know, what about the world, right? So if you watch television, anything related to sexual violence, I I I kind of and you know, I, I stay clear from that because that really just like shuts me down. That gets me to red. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Where what's going on with you right now? Right now. Um, um no. You feel dumb? What yeah. literally what you feel in your body? Hot. Hot. What any what else? Just kind of flatline. Okay. So you're you're numb. It's interesting because when you started talking about the sexual violence, I felt uh, like I couldn't breathe. I felt real like I was being choked yeah. inside of me. Right? Um, anything else you're feeling right now? Uh, hollow? 
Can you give me an image of what that would look like? What's hollow look like? If you had to paint, if you wanted me to feel hollow, what would you tell me? Um, you know those like cutout paper dolls? The very basic, basic cutout paper dolls, but black. Black. So just like one dimensional Lily. Okay. So right now what we're gonna do if you know, I kind of hearing that Cell, what what goes on with you? It's really interesting. I didn't even notice the ship, Mary Jo, that the second you went there, like something glade, you kind of and I guess in those moments when she flatlines, I go, I'm like, I'm scared. Scared or I feel distant. So I, so, I retreat so it. See, so see what at, she flatlined, see her survival skill? And what's in, and it triggered your vulnerabilities. If you're looking at that cycle, she goes flat. She stuttered. She was, there was an energy when she was talking about just, you know, general, the kids or whatever, sending her in the yellow. When I asked about now, she, she absolutely shifted. Yeah. Yeah. And that triggered you to start going into your rip. Stonewalling. Yeah. I became, to, I just became, oh, okay, all systems down. Right. And then, so let's say you, I wasn't here, you let, would probably, each of you would keep escalating. And if he then delete, shut down and stopped talking to you and didn't see you, that was the first thing you said, is right. what triggers she was not being seen. He's in his red and he goes like this. This is the gesture he made. Yeah. So that's like closing his eyes, right? Yeah. yeah. What would happen to you? Um, well, I think if I'm already like, if, if I'm already, if I'm to the state of like hollow, nothing, I'll go, I'll, I'll disengage. So you'll disappear. Yeah. Until I'm able to then kind of like come back and maybe I I feel like probably yell at yell at him so yeah something like yeah yeah so you know partly glee you're in that again this isn't um this isn't good bad or different you're less comfortable on the red than he is mm. yeah a hundred percent so you I just hate, I, I hate the red I think it's literally the first time that I've ever that I've ever felt like I can't avoid the red, I can't hide from the red, I'm in the red, I might as well surrender to the red. Like it's the first time that I've ever really immersed myself in the red and I hate every minute of it. It just it's it's horrible. And it's that I've never experienced so much. And and 
and and what you do with some consciousness, obviously, is try to get yourself to the yellow, and that's like throw a punch. Yeah. Metaphorically. Yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and and my guess is she starts yelling and that just cements your red. I'm I'm done. I'm out. I'm a hundred miles away. Um, I also grew up in a depressed home, so that I know red. Red is red's home. Red, yeah, red is not scary to you. Like it is to her. Right. Yeah. And I don't even know it. Like I can be numb for hours. I won't even notice it. I'll just be in doing automatic kind of doing. Yeah, that's usually how I'll pick a fight though. I, as I'll usually say like, oh, well, you want to spend time or you say that you want to be together or you say that you want, but you're, but, but you don't mean it. Right. Like you're not doing it. Right. Okay. Let's, <laughs> that was very nice. So. Oh, what? touch, touch, touch. You just touched me. <laughs> is that touch good? Is really important. Touch brings me back. Touch, so touch. touch is good for you. Well, there is exactly where we're going, okay? So, again, we're taking two sides. So, Galeed, we're just starting with you, Random. So, when you feel powerless, out of control, devalued, but disconnected from whether it's whatever, from being in a bomb shelter, hearing noises, hearing sirens, having your kids at doubt, having whatever it is that sends you into that zone. It's not talking about the relationship yet. What do you know can help is a resources to you to get you it even in a if you notice, it's a light green, somewhere between the yellow and green. What What are your resources? So definitely stopping, like a pod and a breath, definitely. And then kind of talking myself down, like really trying to, really trying to look at the situation differently. Like really trying to access kind of like a, we call it a take two. Like, okay, how else can this go? How else would I want to have this go? And what do you know helps you get to a consciousness about pause? Because. What is important that you word you use is I call it pause and ponder. Yeah. And what we need is when we're in the yellow and somehow even in the red, but you might have to help him get out of the red. Um so what what can help you recognize that you're in the yellow and and take a pause and ponder what happens can you feel what's in your body yeah definitely 
Um, well, usually I know I'm in the yellow because I'm like, it's escalated. Like I've shouted or whatever. And then I can, and then I can kind of stop and, and, and like you say, like the, the pause and ponder and then just, just the pausing even just like brings me back down to, to my body and just slows everything down a little bit. And then I think I almost, well, I've never actually like really thought about this to like, <clears throat> I think I kind of like visualize how I would engage differently. Kind of like really see myself like, <clears throat> first of all, trying to figure out, okay, what's behind like the anger? Like what am, what am I feeling? Cause that's my go-to, my go-to emotion is, is, is anger. So when I'm like afraid or sad or helpless or whatever, it's like, it's anger. <laughs> so I think I try to kind of dig a little deeper and see what, what else is under there. And then from that place, how can I engage in a, in a way that, that, that will bring me closer rather than push away. So the, the beautiful part about that and and what I'm assuming most people who are listening to this would say, well, that's all great, you know, but that means you have to recognize it's happening. And and my pushback to that is most of the people listening are not psychotic. And I don't mean that humorously. Right. That means you can't. If you commit to it, if you commit throughout your day, every hour, when I start yelling, when I feel contempt, when I, I will do a pause and ponder, I will breathe, I will get a glass of water, I will ask for a touch, I will touch, since you know that's something that works, I will take a few steps, that I will commit when I see X, Y, and Z in myself, I will commit to causing and pondering and accessing my resources. It is a commitment to healing and change. It, changing it, people can't just go to therapy, can't learn some skills, can't get some tools without the pause and ponder. Without taking a moment and opening your heart and opening your mind. You can't just use a tool if your mind and your heart shut. So we have to commit to recognizing we're in the yellow or the orange or the red and commit to a pause and ponder. It is the only way. And the more often you do it, the easier it becomes. So, it's harder if you're if you shoot up into the red. So, but do you know when you're there? 
sometimes I'll notice when I'm when I'm I'm so in doing I can't even stop. I'll look at the clock. Time is flying and it's hard for me to to, to disconnect from my station. Um and that's I think what helps me is I stop and I put music on and I have to move physically move. I'm kinesthetic in that sense. So you know that's a resource is movement. Movement, putting on breaking, putting on an apron, like switching to home to like trying. I mean, maybe it's more of the red. I don't know, but it's like switching on to being now in service of family. No, that's not red. I'd say that green because you're connected. I mean, still you. One of your resources is to do. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a doer, right? But it's about what mind state you do out of. Yeah. If you if you if you're doing out of a fixed trauma mind state, that's not helpful to you or to your body or to your relationship. If you go, I'm shutting down. I'm numb. I'm going to re-engage with the family, and but I got to do something you're you're brought you're present you're connected right right but I, so, must, but I must say i think most of the most of the time i'm not even aware i haven't read i'm just i'm just i'm so used to, i grew up alone i'm so used to being in my with myself alone so i, I have two things i want to two things i want to say one is one when glee went into the high yellow you you noticed because you said i shut down you said i shut down all i said was what's going on with you? Right. and you said boom yeah so yeah. you knew right right you knew what that felt like yeah cold okay you felt all right well but i think that part of what might happen is you're giving yourself permission to shut down because that's what's so familiar to you. Yeah. But my guess is you recognize when you're on your way into the red. Yeah. When I'm when I'm really just a, when I'm really numb, yeah, I'll notice. Nothing can touch me. I'm I'm in Yeah. And you have to commit to bring yourself down. So I have another question. What could, and maybe you already know this, what can or does Delete do that can help you get, when she notices you're in the red, because your red triggers her, mm -hmm. right? So she notices when you're in the red. What could she do to just bring you into the yellow and start coming down to the green? Well, some of the things she does and something I'm just brainstorming. So one is touch to physically touch me because that brings me back to here and now and connect. When she tells me to take a walk with her and with the dog, when we walk with the dog. So I'm in movement, I'm stepping out. And I, I'm realizing though, as we're talking is eye contact because even when we're walking, when I'm not looking at her. I don't look at Galit when I'm in red. I'm, I'm in myself. And I, like to look at you is like, I need effort. That That's requires me to be vulnerable, to be present, and it's hard for me. And Galit, he can't look at you if there's... 
if there's aggression in your eyes, right? So, I mean, this is where it's all cycle, right? This is, I'm yellow, I'm feeling aggressive. How do I calm myself down? Oh my God, he's in the red. And, you know, at this moment, because every time Galit's in the high yellow, you're not in the red. So it would be the same cycle. When you start hearing her angry, critical, judgmental, you're not always in the red. Right, right. So same thing. What can he do to help you if you look at this cycle? What resources do you know he has that can help you when you're feeling vulnerable? I think sometimes when, well, this, when he like, when, when, when he's able to stay in green and then he can use humor, then that really like brings me right back. So then I can come down. Sometimes when you tell me to like this and like, usually if, if I'm, if it's with the kids, then he'll be like, okay, disengage, like go, go take a walk or go take a drink or go like take a breath. That always helps me. I'll give you a little, a little words that help. So when you see her escalating with the kids, say to her, I got this. Yeah. 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 That, that. And also I was going to say, just like acknowledgement, like even if, you know, if I'm losing it over, you know, college cheese. Right. The door <laughs> being left open. So what do you mean is like, yeah, think respond. I'm like, oh my shit and say, I left it. I know. Yeah, I know. I know I did it. I know. But it's like just the, the blocking over the like, it's fine. That's like more of the dismissing. That's more of the like, yeah. what are you talking you're not, about? You're not feeling seen. You're not right. feeling seen in her. Right. I'm realizing that for me, that really, as you said, it's an active process stepping out of red and going and engaging and engaging because my my body just wants to to dissociate. It's really step staying in the heat. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's got a it's a commitment, but you can do it. All right, I know we don't have a whole lot of time. Yeah, so five minutes, Mary Jo. So I know. Let's breeze through a few slides. Everybody's going to get these slides, by the way, yes, right? Yes, it will be emailed and it'll be... And it, yeah, you'll get, the, yeah. you'll get the PowerPoint. Um, so I want to share, and this is... This is, uh, this is a, a journal exercise. You don't have to do it tonight, some variation. But what, it's, what I'm suggesting is that this and this is an exercise I do every day. I, you know, my my morning ritual is cup of tea, journaling. I have a couple of different journaling things, exercise. You know, that's my morning, and I get everybody doesn't have the time to do it all at once. But but this is a, a daily plan of how to regulate, how to move from. Uh, a uh, trauma mind, survival mind state into uh engaged mind state. It's and there's very clear instructions, and it basically is 
get yourself, whether you meditate, whether you breathe and think about your day. Think about your day and what renders you powerless, out of control, disconnected or devalued. The refrigerator door being open, getting yelled at, the kids not blah, 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 you know, him shutting down, her, what? What are the things that are probably going to make you dysregulated today? What what are the uh, what are the things that are going to literally get you lost? Okay? Plan. Think about the relationship. Think about work. What will get you lost most likely today? Write it down. Then and here's some more items. How's it going to happen in relationships, physically, spiritually, emotionally? Now think about each of those contexts. So those are the contexts in which we live. We live in relationships. We live in our body. We live in our emotion and our spirit. Brain, heart, body. What can you do to create power, connection, and value in a meaningful way? What are your intentions with your children, with your partner? What are your resources? Write them down. Journal this. What might be the triggers and what might be the moments? And use that as a pause and ponder. What's going to let you know you're being triggered so you go, I'm in the kitchen, the dishwasher, the refrigerator. I've been hearing, watching the news. Hearing sirens, whatever it is, when that happens, what's my plan? What's my meaningful plan for in the moment, in my relationship, in my life? How can I create meaning? What am I going to do? Is it going to be a touch? How? What will I commit to? That'll be your meaningful plan. A plan for the day. And that rhythm is the rhythm of nature. Contraction and expansion. Contraction and expansion. We contract what's going on and we expand. And it's simply a repetitive practice. And what happens when you repeat it throughout your day? Dysregulated. Pause and ponder. Regulate dysregulated, pause and ponder, regulate, you are creating pathways to all three parts of your brain, which is an engaged mind state. The more you do it, the more you will have very direct pathways. I can close my mind and in one, 30, 25 seconds, see something in my mind's eye and bring myself. I can call upon my guide. 10 seconds. What did they value about me? What do I value about my partner? What do I value? That's what it takes. I and pretty soon you'll get you'll get so good at recognizing you're going up and be able to turn that around. Let me We learn idea of a plan for a day. Great. <laughs> We learn, we change, and we heal through practice. And practice means performing the same acts 
over and over and over and over again in the face of adversity. It's the same act of vision, of faith, and desire. Practice means you will live what you desire. So what will I do differently daily, weekly, monthly? When will I do it? How will I do it? How often will I do it? And who will support me? Pause and ponder. Who am I at this moment? Where am I? I'm right here. I can do this. It is now. And I will use my gifts. Only bacteria survive and thrive in a full poorly cared for body and soul. It's between the stimulus and the response, that pause and ponder, that space that you have to practice to get. It's in that space where our power is to choose our response. Is our response going to come from our head and our heart open? And that lies is where our growth and freedom lies. So, look deep and you'll understand everything better. Thank you. Thank you. I love oh, that. Oh, oh, you just dropped some bombs there at the end, some truth bombs. Um, you made me realize that I I like the. Wait, manager, close your share screen. So, <laughs> so you think. Well, I just wanted to say that the, the plan. The plan piece, I really like because it made me recognize that I have this, I have this kind of cycle with my eldest every afternoon where there I, I kind of shoot, I think, immediately to red. Like I even know before even going into the interaction with him that it's going to just explode, that it's going to, and it's become one of those like we practiced it the long way for so long that that's, and I don't even know how to get out of it now. And that plan of like, okay, I know that this is the tough spot. I know that this is coming. So how am I gonna, like it, you know, like that, that plan of like strategizing the interaction in advance and then committing to it. And yeah, and that's where, and that's where your co-parent and your, Husband can help because what I would venture to say is that when you try to help her and she's in the middle of the yellow, it doesn't go too well. No. Right. (laughs) You know, that you try to do something helpful while it's happening with you and your eldest, that's not the time. But helping with you saying, what are some of your ideas in my plan? You are in a green making the plan then you will be able to perhaps give some ideas. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I'm thinking, you know, as we're wrapping up here, and if anyone's on, you feel free to, you know, if you have any questions or things you want to write in the, in the comments, please, in the chat. But I wanted to say what I'm really taking kind of the last few slides was this is really an opportunity for spiritual practice and for basically this is a practicum. You know, it's, it's a horrible practice, but it's life. And, and we have a choice to either live in red or in yellow or to choose to work on ourselves. And 
it's not it's not easy. It's really not easy. Well, and I think the other piece is it's it's we can't I mean in terms of a spiritual practice, we can't help the world when we're in red right. or yellow. And if and if who we are is we want to create a meaningful vision, you know, then we have to find ways to be in the green. Yeah. Yeah. I think also you normalizing that it's impossible to stay, especially with working right. now. You can't really stay in the green. It's gonna be green, yellow, green, like it's right. Like, it's this touch of the green. Yeah, right. it's a, a it's like green isn't like a destination that we get to and then we stay there. It like did. So, and we can like it's impossible. It's impossible, right. even not in a wartime, to right. stay in the green. It's the the best we can do is is be able to get ourselves recognized and get ourselves in there and then wait till we get thrown out. I mean, yeah. you know. I'm going to go and walk outside to walk home and it's six below. That's going to send me into the yellow, right? But the thing I can do is make sure I put on my hood, make sure I wear gloves, make sure I walk fast. I mean, there are always ways. Unless we are literally in a moment of where we need to be. In the red, in order to survive. And I want to say something, and then we'll we'll do a closing round. I think I'm looking at you, Barry Joe, and you're green. You're all green today. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, like, one of, one of the things we help our clients is to really, we give them a sense of green. We, we help them, we give them hope, we give them play, we give them curiosity, and and hopefully we, we're usually more regulated than our clients. And I think what I, what I was really... I was thinking about it right now is like, I felt reaching out to you on the other side of the world. It's kind of saying, Hey, we'd love some green over here because it's really hard to hold ourselves, hold myself, hold ourselves and then hold our children and, and the community. But really we need that because th- this is our future. Yeah. And we are the future. As you said, the vision, like this is the future of the society. Well, two things that I want to say, uh, you're right. The green, I didn't even think about that, but, um, but uh, two things. One, that you, yesterday when we just chatted, and you wrote me afterwards and said, just seeing me, you felt health. Yeah. And that, I want, you know, that's, that. Do you, how easy it truly is. You know, that's why I said bringing your guides in. You know, just, you know, I don't think you felt held all the rest of the day. But if you had stopped yourself and went, oh, that was so nice to see that old teacher of my baby fell that still was laughing at me. I think, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's like, I I mean, obviously humor is a huge way to bring me to green. I, I listen to humor all day long. Yeah. Constant. So it's, it's. It, it, and the point is, that's what's good for our for our health. I mean, we could get out. Uh, I mean, you know, you used all the right words, and we could do a whole. Maybe we'll do a follow up and and talk more about it, but and do more exercises. But you know, it, that's what exercise is, right? Get your heart rate up, which is stressful. 
bring it down. Right. Up, down. Expansion, contraction. Yeah. yeah. And that's how the world, nature. Yeah. That is what nature, the sun goes up, the sun goes down, the moon comes out, the moon goes down, the tide goes in, the tide goes out. It is that rhythm, that cyclical rhythm that creates life. So we're going to start our closing round. Galit, take a moment, take a breath. What's one thing you're taking, one thing that you want to keep thinking about, a moment you're taking for today? I'm taking the plan. Well, I'm actually, I'm taking two things. One, I'm taking the plan because I feel like, I feel like I really need it. I, I literally feel like every time I kind of, it's that, it's that like, that late afternoon interaction where I feel I feel like I'm going into war with him. So I feel like that, the plan. But also, there was one of your quotes right at the beginning where um, where we purposefully, something about how we purposefully, consciously or unconsciously kind of like dip into, right, those moments of yellow or red. And I was thinking how today... Sometimes I'll, you know, usually I'm really good about kind of where I when when I watch the news, but sometimes I'll like seek it out and I'll and then I'll kind of sink in. And it was kind of it was there was something very normalizing about about that quote about the like purposefully seeking out and and sinking in because I think and like you say kind of that natural like cycle of like green yellow red green yellow red kind of thing. And I feel like that's our reality right now. And in a way, for me, almost it's like dipping into like, I don't know, kind of like, you know, finger on the pulse. Like we we have a saying, finger on the pulse here, you know, like I, I, I'm i still in touch with like society, like with society at large. And I'm not just kind of in our little bubble. Um, there's, there's something very kind of normalizing in that for me. So thank you. Mary Jo, one thing you're taking from today or a thought or something you want to share with us and the viewers and listeners. And uh, I think what I'm taking away is how even teaching this and doing this is helps remind me. I I mean, as I was talking, I was also listening to myself and say, whoa, you missed some opportunities already this morning, you know, and being able to go back and acknowledge to my husband or whoever the moments that I missed it and how conscious, how I am, how conscious I am and still need to practice it. It never, that consciousness never becomes total habit. It's got to be a conscious commitment. I think for me personally, what's coming up is generosity and warmth, because I think in many ways, you know, you're one of those characters that, that has been with me. And I think this war has forced me or give, given me the opportunity to, to do things I've never done before. And I wanted them to reach out to you and to, to just be vulnerable and say, help. And I think what I'm taking is um, the choice to, to yeah, it's it's practice. Practice, yeah. Practice. It's a spiritual practice. And it is choice. It is choice. It is choice. Yeah. 
And um, so before we say goodbye for the viewers and listeners, if they want to learn more from you, give us the where, where can we, I'll, I'll put all the links, but if you want to say a couple of words. I think that if you want to learn more from me, uh, certainly get the latest book. And in the book, our audio, uh, you'll see pages where it tells you to go to a certain MP3 and you can listen to me doing therapy. You can listen to me doing a teeny lecture on what you just read. Throughout the book, it's pause and ponders. So I have you pause, ponder what you just read. So I think the book, I will have a new website um, as soon as somebody offers to give it to me, help me make it for free because I'm an old lady and I don't know how to do it myself. And um, so then I would say go to my new website, which will be www.maryjo.barrett, I don't know, Mary Jo Barrett Consulting, I don't even know. But go to my old website, Center for Contextual Change, and it will direct you to the new one. And I think the other is if people want to learn more, consult on cases, or even do any kind of family reconciliation work or this kind of work, just email me, which is on my email address is on the first slide. So you can contact me that way. And we can do another one of these too. We'd love to. And I want to wish everyone um, moments of green yes. connection, reaching out. And maybe all grow through this experience. I contact them after. Yeah. So thank yeah. you, everyone. And, and you. the thing I would suggest is print some of the individual slides, some of the quotes, some of the things, and put them put them around just to yeah. say, "Hey, is my heart open right now?" Yeah. If lost, I mean, there's put them around. We need as many stimulants and triggers to bring our guides into the room with us. Yes. Totally. Yes. All right. So we wish Thank everyone you. a good night. Thank you for being with us. Lila Cove, Lady Trial.